Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take Two Radio. I am Pam, your host, you know, the ghost that isn't around much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And from a freezing cold, snowy, rainy, whatever, Chicago, we welcome everybody tonight. And I have David, and I have Candace, and I have Vinny, and Anthony's on his way. Um, He should be here relatively soon. Um, but tonight, we are super excited to welcome back multi-award winning actor, director, screenwriter, producer, and if that's not enough, we have author in that title, John Lindstrom, and let's hope that this connects because I think he's on the line. <laughs> let's try this. John? Are you there? One moment. Oh, yay, it worked. I am here. <laughs> and I, was, I was answering you before, and I'm going, hello, John, hello, John, <laughs> could you hear me? I could, yeah. I was oh, trying okay. to, I, I had to call in on my Skype app, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little challenged here technically, but as long as you can hear me and I can hear you, I'm happy. Oh, definitely, definitely, and we're, oh, we're yeah, super we excited about that, too. I mean, a lot of good it would be to talk to you when you couldn't hear a word we said or vice versa, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the temperature in Chicago tonight? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's like 30-something right now, but we had snow since last night, so we have like six inches or maybe a little bit more, but it's that heavy, wet pack of stuff. And then mm-hmm. we've had rain for the last few hours, and then goes back to snow tonight, and then we get the Arctic blast where we're going to be minus 26 below. So there you oh go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we in sunny L.A. are thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate, the, I appreciate the thought, but if there's yeah. some possible way – you can tunnel vision that into here. I would really appreciate that more. We will collectively do what we can and see if we can send it in any sun, sunshine your way. Well, you know, the more the <laughs> better. So, you know, too. gather up all those people there. And, you know, it's like prayers. The more you say, the more people talk about, the more he listens. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> so it's been 10 long years since we last spoke with you. And, and you you're had, still, you've still got your show going, so congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It'll, it'll be 13 going years on 12. In, in 
no, it's going to be 13, I thought. No, or is it 12? I don't know. It will we be started way back when. <laughs> well, that <laughs> is that absolutely, that's, that's a stunning achievement. Congratulations to everyone involved. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We've gone through a few different co-hosts, but I think that we pretty much got it down pat now, and we're going to stick with these guys. <laughs> okay. They're a little bit of everything, if you know what I mean. (laughs) 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 So you've had quite the career in the entertainment industry, to say the least, with many awards. And now we congratulate you on your new book, Hollywood Hustle. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's coming out February 6th, correct? Yes, February 6th. In hardcover, in audio, in paperback, in all sorts of forms and sizes. And I ordered the the hardback with the signature, and I mm. ordered the audio book because I do a lot oh, of wow. walking. So. Well, i got to thank you twice. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, I'll be re- signing a book plate for you then. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm super excited to get that. I, I like the audio book because I do a lot of walking. And, of course, I like to hear the author read their own book instead of somebody else doing it. Well, I can yeah, tell you, I've I narrated about, oh, well, good. Um, I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I've narrated about 40 books over my audiobook career, which is kind of a sideline for me. I, I really enjoy doing it because I love books and I love reading. Mm-hmm. But, man, it is an entirely different experience to read your own book. I can imagine, and that was one of the questions I had for you, what it was like, so go ahead. <laughs> it was a little surreal. Um, you know, it, the, of course, the funny thing is, is I noticed a, a few lines that we had all missed, me, my agent, the publishers, everybody that were that had to be corrected, and we got them to the printer pretty much just in time, but we wouldn't have caught them if I hadn't read the book myself. If it were somebody else doing it, they would have just figured, oh, well, that's the way he wrote it. And then when I did send me, they sent me a uh, kind of a scratch version of it to listen to last week, and I listened to it over four or five days, I guess, um, I found a few more things that I had to go and re-record and do again. Luckily, I have my own little studio in my home, so I was able to do it. But uh, if... Uh, if honestly, if anybody else was doing it, those mistakes would have gone in there in perpetuity. So I just crossed my fingers that I got them all. Well, if we find a blooper, we probably wouldn't even know it. <laughs> it was something like, you know, we've watched you play on General Hospital for 30 years. We're going to pretty much know that, you know, but uh, some things we may not catch. So it's a good thing that you were able to catch it. Well, it was, it's been a really terrific experience and ride all the way through. I, I really didn't know anything about publishing two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I've got a book coming out in less than a month. And it's, uh, it's really extraordinary. I'm very, very grateful for all of it. I just hope you like the book, most of all. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Now, where did the idea come from? I mean, did you just one day say, I want to write a book, or is this something you've been contemplating? And you know, I, I went, one other part of that question is, did mm-hmm. it all come from the mind of John, or was there a little help from Ryan Chamberlain in there? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I like to say that there's a little bit of me in every scene that I do. Um, boy, that's a, you know, it's a, that's a big question. Where did it come from? Um, I'm not really sure. I can tell you that everything that I've done has strangely, mysteriously prepared me for whatever came next. For instance, I fell in love with movies when I was a kid, and I really fell in love with noir movies. I learned to act, and then I started to act. And when you start to act in Hollywood, you end up spending an awful lot of time in a dressing room, kind of just looking at the walls and feeling yourself grow old. So I started getting interested in writing. I've always been interested in filmmaking, so I started writing screenplays. I learned how to do that, and from that I started to make short films. That led me to directing and getting a couple of features produced and directing one of them. Then I sort of <laughs> fell into this audiobook world. And it was there that not only did I, was I opened up to a lot of authors that I wasn't familiar with before, um, but I read some authors who really, really inspired me. <clears throat> and I, I reached out to them and said, you know, thank you for writing such a terrific book. And, and the people that I'm talking about would be Don Winslow, Blake Crouch, and specifically mm-hmm. Alex Finlay. Um, and Alex wrote me back within five minutes. I mean, uh-huh. everybody would write you back. Authors are great that way, but Alex wrote me right back, and we've since become good friends. And he pointed me down the road that I needed to get on if I was serious about writing. And that really gave me the confidence and the impetus to sit down and start writing a book. Now, to answer your question, with all those things behind me that I had kind of gathered, I had also gathered all this life experience and professional experience in Hollywood and in Los Angeles. And so having always written, I didn't really have – anything in mind except I love crime, I love noir stories, and I love L.A.-based crime noir stories. Specifically, I loved Raymond Chandler, and I love Elmore Leonard, and I, you know, um, I just kind of love that genre. So when I sat down to start writing what became Hollywood Hustle, I had no idea outside of what if this guy Really, it was just a big what if. What if an actor who's been very famous, very successful, and because of his substance abuse issues, has lost a lot of it and has stabilized his life? Go. And that's where I started. And it really was just one morning I started with that. Winston Green woke up and there's his granddaughter, six-year-old six granddaughter in the room with him in his mountain home, where, you know, a half an hour from where she should be. And I went from there, and I really let the story guide me. Along the way, I certainly had an awful lot of Hollywood commentary to make and yeah. a lot of decisions about Los Angeles to make. Um, but it, at the heart of it all, I think where it came from was really just my desire to write a uh, a pretty lean, mean crime story with a satisfying body count. 
And a satisfying body count is definitely, I mean, part of what you would put into a noir book. But I'm thinking after it becomes a New York Times bestseller, I'm putting it out there. You know, they say put those things out there, right? Yeah, it's true. And I love you for that. (laughs) Would you consider making a movie from it? Well, there's been some discussion. Um, my book agent is really the one that's responsible for that. She's the one who kind of would be shopping it around Hollywood. And also my talent managers here in Los Angeles. Uh, my book agent is in New York. My talent managers are in L.A. They all seem to feel that it would translate well as a movie. I, I have been so focused on taking all of this one step at a time mm-hmm. that, sure, I would love to see it made into a movie. Everybody who writes a book wants it to be made into a movie. Yeah. If they tell you they don't, I think they're lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they had a bad experience in Hollywood, which I can understand. Right. But, um, I, you know, am I interested? Yeah, sure. I'd be interested in seeing it go down that route. Um We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and the good part about it is now you have experience as a screenwriter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, sure. And a, and a director and a producer. <laughs> you can and be a, a one-man and movie. A and, and an actor. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day, oh, you should play that part. <laughs> no, I think Kevin Bacon is much better choice than me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about that in another time. <laughs> All right. We'll see how it goes from here. We got to wait for it to hit the bestsellers list, and then everybody's going to be interested, and you'll get more money. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Good thing. I like the way you think, man. <laughs> well, if you ever need more PR, you know where I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. So thank you for answering my questions. I'm going to go ahead and let Candace ask her questions. Hello. How are you? Hi, Candace. So you actually <clears throat> answered one of my first questions, which was, well, first and foremost, as an early birthday present, my birthday is February 22nd. I already pre-ordered the book. And also, same, I did the audio. So, you know. Oh, thank you. Definitely. You're welcome. And I did ask, the, the question I had is, if you was a casting director, who would you choose to play Winston besides yourself? Because, you know, I, well, I think I can just see, see you in this, in this role. <laughs> well, uh, you know, when I say there's a little bit of me in every scene that I do, I think there's a little bit of me in everything that I create, you know. Um, you could I play the role? Yes, I, I could absolutely play the role. Um, but then you start getting into the, the nuts and bolts and practicalities of filmmaking which, of, of course, as you know, is a very, very expensive proposition, which is why mm-hmm. movie stars are so important to that process. Now, me personally, I think that, that Kevin Bacon is a perfect fit for the role. He's, he fits it physically. Um, he's got blue eyes, as I describe Winston Green, which I do not. Um, mm-hmm. He's got just the certain kind of background and the physique and he's got the age and the experience and gravitas and he's got all that great vulnerability and um, emotional range that I think would be required for it. 
Um, having said that, somebody else said, oh, Nicolas Cage is perfect. And I went, yeah, you know, he's awfully right for it, too. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess my number one choice would be the first guy who came into my mind would be Kevin Bacon. And uh, maybe number two would be me and then Nicolas Cage. Okay. So I'm sorry, Candace. Fourth, I have to put out there Ryan Pavey. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Ryan Ryan is terrific. He's just not old enough yet. I want to say this. So Kevin Bacon, if you're listening to our show, you know, because you're a former soap star yourself, Kevin Bacon, this is, right. you know, you're being, you know, drafted. You're being drafted just like the NFL. <laughs> NBA. You're being drafted to be in the movie. So there you go. So There you go. I, Let's put I, it I'm out there. It happening right. Put it out there. I, I'm, I'm seeing it right now. I actually can see, I envision it right now that you're going to yeah. be back on the show to promote, you know, promote this, you know, as a movie, you know, or, or as some people are doing now is they're doing like the mini movies, like on Amazon Prime and everything. I can totally yeah. see you coming back. And we're talking about it, and then, you know, he's going to say, hey, you remember when I said Kevin Bacon? Well, now Kevin Bacon reached out to me, and <laughs> I just, I'm putting it all out there. I don't even care. Oh, good for you, man, from your lips. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Thank you so, so much, Candace. Not a problem. So my second question, I always mm-hmm. put this out there. I'm, I'm probably, I, everybody will say I'm the one that uh, a lot of the guests comes on, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shoot, Candace just asked this question. I have to be really thinking, like a deep-thinking question. So I'm going to continue it this year. That's what I'm going to do. So, okay, some people have their own life models that they go by. So I have to ask, do you have a life model you go by? And if so, what is it, and why did you choose that model? Uh, and when you say life model, do you mean like a role model of a person or a, a like no, a code? Like a, life, like, a, like, a code, like a code of your life, like something that – like, I'll give an example. So my life motto this year, and I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody, is for me to be the CEO of my life. I can hire, I can fire, and I can promote accordingly to the people that's around me. So something like that, sort of like a motto, a little saying. saying oh, 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 a motto. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do I have one? <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to phrase it in a way that I can say it in public. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure, I got one. Um, okay. But uh, it's hard, yeah. Uh, it starts with the letter F. Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, would the, the first word would start with the letter F. There's three words. F. F them all. There okay. you go. We there get that. And, and, I, and I, that's, a, it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's a little oversimplified, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but people could say being the CEO of your own life is a little oversimplified. But I get what you're saying. And I mm-hmm. highly encourage you to be that CEO. But when I say F them all um, or just F them, what I'm saying is I am being the CEO of my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really one of the reasons I started writing books. And because being in Hollywood, so much of what you create has to be tailored and 
changed and transformed mm-hmm. and even twisted into something that fits whatever the trends are or the budget or what yes. somebody tasted, you know. And I just wanted to be able to create something that was all mine, that nobody could tell me what to do and if they wanted me to change anything. And I did make a couple of small changes um, in my book before it was published. But they made perfect sense, perfect mm-hmm. sense. And they were actually better ideas than mine. So you have to be willing to learn as you go. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're on to something, Candace, because I think FM all or FM or be your own right. CEO are all the same things. And I yeah. believe that that's kind of part of the American DNA, that we need to be individuals and run our life, but do it with respect. Bingo. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That, that, yeah. That, okay. You do I think you, you just, but do it respectfully. Exactly. And that's what I, I – somebody actually kind of thought that I was being mean when I said it. And I said, <laughs> no. I said, if you think – and it's, it's crazy because when I said it, they, was, they thought it was a negative Thing. Oh, no, I was like, oh, no, I see that as, as nothing but positive and, and, and being loving and considerate and respectful of yourself. So yes. I, I don't see how there's anything negative in that at all. It might be considered negative by someone who's trying to control you or tell you what to do. Exactly. In that regard, F them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So... So thank you so much for answering my questions. And you oh, have thank a you. Good, thank you for and, and, again, remember, a year from now, we're going to talk about a this movie. A year from now. Kevin Bacon. With Kevin Bacon. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Candace. No problem. And next up, we have our brand-new co-host, Vinny. Hi, John. Hi, Vinny. Uh, I, I am very humbled to be on this call just to chat with you after watching you for so many years on GH. Um, but my, my first question is, as everybody knows this week on general hospital is they're celebrating the life of Bobby Spencer, especially because Jackie Zeman passed away earlier or earlier last year. So my first question is kind of surrounding that when saying goodbye to a character on a show months after they pass in real life, such as Bobby on GH. Is it cathartic as an actor to act in those scenes, or is it more difficult, like, grieving all over again? Well, you know, it's a, strangely, it's a little bit of both, especially when you're talking about someone like Jackie. Um, you know, Jackie was, you know, she was, the certainly for all of us, uh, the, my contemporaries, Jackie was there mm-hmm. before us, and she was probably if not the first, one of the first people that we worked with on that show. And to do, a sh- to, to do an episode like, like the one that just aired, the few that just aired mm-hmm. where we get news yeah. and we have a memorial for her, uh, it's cathartic in the sense that, that any you know, goodbye ritual like a funeral is cathartic in that it allows you to do it together. And yeah. for us, that was good. But it does, it does, of course, make you relive it a little bit. It was really hard. Plus, you have to be a professional and get your job done. Um, yeah. You know, lucky for me, I didn't have to say a whole lot. But Jeannie did and Laura did. Right. You know, they, they really had to hold it together to get through it. So 
It might be a better question to ask them, actually, but um, I've had to do it in the past. It's never easy. Mm-hmm. It, it's simply because it's it's always difficult to say goodbye to someone you love. Yeah, of course. And I'll tell you, those scenes this week even brought a tear to my eye. Um, yeah, they were beautiful. Amazing. And beautifully written. And, and uh, you know, I'm so glad you you saw that and that you were affected by it that way. Um, that's what we had hoped. Because I think there yeah. was real real love and respect for Jackie out there in the world. And for Tyler and for Sonia. And, for, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's been a rough year. It's been a very rough well, year. Yeah, it really has. Um, yeah. On a lighter note, uh, my second question, um, as an actor, when do you feel that you actually made it? Um, <laughs> when I didn't have to worry so much about money. Um, <laughs> you know, being an actor is a very mercurial and rocky existence. And that's one of the things that I wrote about in Hollywood Hustle is how up and down the terrain of an acting career or any showbiz career really is. I think I had, I've had a few of those moments. The first one was when I got my first uh, TV show, actually. Uh, it was, and it was with Ken Schreiner. It was a syndicated soap called Rituals. And it was the first syndicated drama. After that, a lot of syndicated shows went on the air, but ours was actually the very first. Wow. Um, It felt like I made it because the night before I started that show, I was bartending. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. And I got the call at the restaurant I was working at that, you know, you got the job and you have to quit because you're starting this show tomorrow. (laughs) And, wow. and I, I let out this big rebel yell that could be heard all the way across the <laughs> dining room. And, uh, and everybody said, what's, what's up, John? Everything okay? I said, oh, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get along without me after tonight, but tomorrow you're going to start learning how. <laughs> and I quit my job and started the show. And a week later, there's a funny little anecdotal side note. A week later, I went back to that restaurant to celebrate. And Mm -hmm. I knew everybody there. They were my friends. And, you know, so I I went up to the bar and I sat there. I'm going to have a drink and everybody's coming by. Congrats, John. Right for you. Because a lot of people, you know, we're all rooting for each other. I turn around and at a big round table right next to the bar was all of the producers of that show. Oh, wow. and one of the actors was there, an actress named Andrea Moore, who had come with all of them from All My Children. And they were sitting there discussing whether or not to fire me. Because, oh, wow. I, was, because I was so bad. I didn't know what it be. Working on a soap your first time, and I've worked, you know, you see them come through, people with, you know, film mm-hmm. resumes in prime time and all that and they stand in front of that camera on their first day and you can see the terror in their eyes <laughs> they've never worked in anything <laughs> like that and i was i was no different i was terrible and it was that actress andrea who became a very good friend later she sat there and listened to them go oh no what are we going to do because i had just replaced somebody else that they had fired and and she said to them you know, why are you doing this? 
do you, do you expect him to just know how to do this? We all know how hard it is. You even came to mm-hmm. me when I started on all my children, and you showed me how to do it. Why don't you just show me? And they right. said, you know what? You're right. We're being too hard on him. And she saved my job that night. And the following oh. Monday morning, the, the now late Jorn Winther pulled me aside, and he said, we're going to work with you to show you how to do this, this medium. And they did. Mm-hmm. And I got better. And by the end of that week, they decided to keep me. Wow, that's fantastic. So I felt uh, like I yeah. made it when I got the job, but I really felt like when I made it that when I when I heard I was going to keep the job. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thank you for answering the questions. Um, I am going to be pre-ordering Hollywood Hustle next week uh, myself. Oh, good. Thank it, you. It looks amazing, and I, I love I love Elmore Leonard books as well, and they translate oh. good in the movie. So I could see that coming out to be a movie as well. So, have you ever read um, uh, Elmore Leonard's book Freaky Deaky? That is not one that I've read yet. No. Yeah, a lot of people haven't, and a lot of Elmore Leonard fans haven't. You know, there's Fifty Two Pickup and Get Shorty. I mean, those are great books. Fifty Two Pickup is one of my favorites, but my personal favorite Elmore Leonard book mm-hmm. is Freaky Deaky. So you find time will, to read I'll one. I'll add that to my reading list. Okay, great. All right, thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, so I guess the ne- I'll, I'll pass it off to the next uh, person who has their questions, and I guess that would be David. All right. I Hello, David. So. Hey, John. Nice to meet you t- this evening. Pleasure to meet you. Um. My my question is, um, through the years, um, your fans have uh, watched a relationship grow between you, between Kevin and Mac. So mm-hmm. um, when did you know that this would turn into such a wonderful brotherhood? When they cross-dressed. You know, That's cross-dressers, yeah. Um, You know, John and I liked each other from the first day we met, all the way back in 1992, when we were adversaries fighting over Christina, you know, Felicia. Um, But John and I have always gotten along. In fact, I would go even further. Not only gotten along, when we get together, we can't stop laughing. So when... I, I think we both knew we both knew that we worked well together. We both like what we do. We love our job. We we love being around people that we want to be around. So I think if they kept it, if they had kept us adversarial all this time, it would still work. But when they told us that they wanted to develop a friendship. Interestingly, it was because of the kind of rapport that they saw between us as, as two friends playing adversaries on, on camera. But somewhere they thought, I don't know, maybe they saw us laughing in the corner or something. Um, but I, I just remember thinking this would work. You know, we would make, we make good friends. I think we can act this as well because we don't really have to act it. Does that answer your question or am I getting off the track? Oh, yes, that answers, that answers my question. <laughs> and I, I have to touch on that one last scene 
when after after Ryan was was killed, mm-hmm. and uh, it was that Mac that actually did the death blow to him. That yeah. that scene between you and John that just broke my heart. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I would say for any any man who has a brother, um, that that got to everybody. We we got a lot of positive feedback about that. Um, I can tell you, John and I really liked playing it. We both have brothers, and uh, and you know, John is my brother. He's a brother, and he's a brother in arms. He's a brother in life, and uh, you know, it that. Playing a scene like that didn't really take much acting either. We could just sit there and be with each other and tell each other what we thought and what we felt and and do it as a couple of men who care and respect each other. So, you know, I'm very proud of that work. I'm very proud of those scenes and uh, that particular sequence. And I think it was three or four shows that we played it out. Um, so glad, you know, that makes me very happy that uh, that you're bringing that up and you still remember it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, my my second question is, I want you to picture Hollywood Hustle as a textbook. And so, <laughs> if it were a textbook, what might some of your younger castmates learn from your book? Uh, hopefully what not to do in Hollywood, uh, you know, and I say that with all, I mean, I I say it as a little bit flippantly, but, uh, I, I do mean that in all seriousness, you know, my main character in my book, Winston Green, as, as I said, um, and I can say it now, he's, he's really sort of inspired by, he's not a carbon copy or even try to be, uh, a story of this man's life, but uh, the late actor Tom Sizemore was very much an inspiration for it. This incredibly gifted man, Sizemore was, um, came to Hollywood, made a mark very quickly, worked with the very best. He worked with all the best actors, all the best writers and directors. I mean, this guy was... This guy was bound for Oscar land eventually, but his demons got him. And Winston Green is a guy whose demons has gotten him, but he's maintained. He's figured out a way to get his life together in a way that it's solid enough for him to hang on to and just keep it going and still do what he loves to do. I guess the main thing, if I were to say, here, take this textbook and read it, please don't make Winston Green's mistakes that happen before this story starts. Don't lose yourself in substance abuse. Don't believe your own press. Remember that this is a job. It's a profession. It's a creative discipline that requires your full attention. And you can't allow yourself to disrespect it with things like drugs and alcohol, because then you just disrespect everything else in your life as well. I think that's what I would like them to take from it. Great oh, advice. Good advice, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for answering my questions. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. 
Thank you. And last but not least, we have Anthony. Hey, Doc. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Lucy calls so, me Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucy and Sigmund, but um, we've met a few times back in the Port Charles and Another World days, and I just want to say, you know, from the fans out there, you've always been so good to the fans, and so thank big you. thank you. Um, you know, we're, we all know that General Hospital is celebrating 60. Um, God bless, and may it have 60 more. But, you know, you've been around for more than, you know, just about half of that time. You know, you've done some amazing shows, both primetime and, you know, of course, the daytime roles. What does it mean to you to be on a show that's 60 years old, and what has that show given you? Oh, wow, that's a big question. Well, you know, this is the second time, and only because of cancellations, that I've been on the longest-running show on television. The first one, as you know, was As the World Turns, which began in radio. And I was only on World Turns for a year and a half before it was finally cut by the network. But at the time, it was the longest-running show. When that went down... General Hospital being the longest-running show. And uh, to be back on it, to have been, you know, I, it's just, man, I'm just so blessed to be, a, to have been a part of either one of those. But to be here today with General Hospital, to be a part of that company and to have the friends and colleagues that I have there at this time is, is irreplaceable. You know, the saying, it only, the first time only happens once. And I can say, yeah, that's true, but this is the second time I've been on the longest-running show, and it's even better than the first time, <laughs> if that answers your question. Now, what has it given me? Um, man, that'd be like, it's more like what hasn't it given me? It's given me... Uh, it's given me wonderful friends. It's given me Emmy nominations. It's given me professional respect. It's given me riches uh, in, in, of all kinds. Um, I am happy to be able to be pretty financially stable thanks to that show. Um, but I'm also stable in my career because of that show. It's because of that show and the experience I've had on it, the skills that I developed on it, that I'm able to get a true detective or a Bosch or go to New Mexico and shoot a cop movie. And, and, you know, it's because of general hospital. I mean, virtually everything good in my professional and a lot of my personal life has come from general hospital. And, you know, so I take that seriously and I, I drop on my knees pretty much every day to say thank you for that. Um, it's even given me grist for the mill to do things like write. And, you know, it's all probably pretty well disguised, but there's a lot of experiences that I've had through General Hospital, even in my book. So, um, gosh, I, I, you know, it's such a big question. I don't know if I could ever answer it adequately, but um, it, it's been an incredibly beautiful ride to be a part of it and what I get from it has been almost indescribable 
Yeah, and, and you know what? On top of that, because of all of this that's come before now today, I am blessed to be able to get up every day and do something that I love to do every day. If I'm not acting, I'm writing. If I'm not writing, I'm making music. If I'm not making music, I'm acting. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that General Hospital has been so good to me for so long. All right. The uh, second question that I have for you is another two-parter. When you look back at your career, is there one scene or storyline that just does it for you, that you think to yourself is the pinnacle? And the second prong is, is there one thing you haven't gotten to play yet that you absolutely would love to play? Well, you know, indisputably, any storyline that involved Kevin and Ryan uh, has to be, you know, up there in my, the upper reaches of my personal pantheon of, of best work. Um, and that involves, you know, other people that I worked with, other stories that I worked with. Um, Ryan pretending to be Kevin in front of Laura or, you know, Kevin trying his best to free himself uh, and being blinded by Ryan. You know, I mean, it's just all sorts of things. Um, but I would have to say pretty much anything involved with Kevin and Ryan at the same time is absolutely my favorite time on General Hospital. Um, something that I haven't done? Wow. I don't know. We've kind of done it all, haven't we? You've even crossed your head. You know, they always need new ideas. So I, I'm, I'm wondering really – you know, we're kind of talking about this now. What's, what's the best next move for Kevin Collins story-wise? Because I, I'm not sure we've gotten there yet. You know, we did an awful lot on Port Charles, but we haven't been able to, unless it involved Ryan, we haven't been able to explore a lot of that depth with Kevin yet. And, and I would like to. And I think, yeah. well, I know. I know they would like to as well. So... I think, uh, you know, whatever it is, I, I don't think I've done it yet. So, I, I, gosh, you know, I don't want to say make Kevin crazy, but I would like to see him be, I'd like to see him go dark again. What I was just thinking was, like, Kevin's such a goody-goody and Ryan is just, you know, the total opposite as a baddie. Like, maybe Kevin, you know, gets some of the Ryan in him and just, I don't know, cheat on, on Laura or something, you know, it doesn't have to be anything major where you can't be redeemed, but, you know, just a little yeah. walk on the wild side. Yeah. I mean, you I, know, I had had an idea to do something before the decision was made to kill Ryan off. That would have involved Kevin impersonating Ryan for a reason, um, which, mm-hmm. which would have really pissed off Laura. Because <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I, I think, you know, we need to be, you know, we, we joke, Kevin Collins, the smartest man in daytime. Um, but nobody's perfect, and I think it's okay from a story point of view to make mistakes. So yeah. I'm I'm with you, Pam. I think uh, I think Kevin should. I think it would be great for Kevin to trip, and you know, because yeah. he did when he didn't tell anyone that Ryan was around. It's not like mm-hmm. he's incapable right. of making a mistake. Um, so I think it's I think it's okay. Would he would he ever cheat on her? I don't know if he would do that. But um, yeah, that was just like a, a, an example of doing something that would be like, oh, but 
then again, people can get over it. You know, like I said, like, yeah. you can be yeah. it's like, I can't believe you did that, but okay, I'll decide yeah. to look. Again, well, after. if he's going to cheat, yeah. let, him treat, let him cheat with Tracy. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. With Jane Elliott, Tracy. Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, we have, Jane. We have Scott and Kevin fighting over Tracy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering my questions. You're awesome, Doc. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you oh, so much for the support. <laughs> and thank you for spending all this time with us. I can't even tell you how excited we are to read your book and to see what's coming up in your, your life all the way around that general hospital. Um, we, we only wish you the best. Thank you, and I wish the same for all of you as well. It's been a real pleasure today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Thanks. Let's not Thank wait you. another 10 years, okay? Okay. No, we won't. Well, I have to be back here in a year when Kevin Bacon does the movie. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bingo. Exactly. Exactly. All right. But I'll Bye. talk Bye. to you in one year. All right. Sounds all right. good. Thank okay. you, guys. Bye-bye. Have a great night. Stay warm. Thank you. you will. will do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So we have to, um, you know, we got to watch for it to be on the New York bestsellers list. And uh, then uh, I the got to pre-order my book. I'm, a, I'm just going to put it oh, on. Oh, I it's already going to be a long time ago. What have you been waiting for, David? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just going to say it. It's already going to be a bestseller. Just, just, we might as well just say it. Just put it out there. Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, please, if you haven't... Where did you go? It's called that. It's probably the weather. It's probably the connection. Yeah. Pam, you sound so distant. Yeah, you do. do. I? You sound yeah. so distant. Well, that's because I, I, had to, I had to call in on my phone because oh, when Anthony, Vinny... Anthony dropped. I know I said that. When Vinny was talking and then when he was done, I was trying to say it's David's turn, but nobody was hearing me because, you know, I originally called oh. in on my headset. And so I don't know what happened, why all of a sudden it quit working. It was just it's really the strange. internet. It's your, it's your weather. It's, it's interfering it could with the, be. Conne- yeah, the connection, yeah. Yeah, Welcome to the weather, weather channel of Take Two Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the weather network. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well I mean I can I would love to ask John a bazillion other questions just like we have with other guests but John has so much going on and has done so much and he's always interesting to speak with and now this new adventure you know yeah he's just, he just an amazing person all all around like this is my first time actually talking to him Yay. Yeah. 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 So that, that like, can make that happen. Yes. Yeah, thank you, fam. I mean, I, I, let me see. Let me see. Rutledge. Let me see. Santa Barbara. General Hospital. Port Charles. As well turns. I've, I've literally followed him. Not saying that in a stalker kind of way, by the way. But just, yeah. you know, watching <laughs> him. <laughs> you know, watching him and, and the different characters he's played. And it's the, yeah. I was going to, and honestly, I was going to ask about, you know, does he have a, like a, a, 
you know, most memorable, icon, like, iconic moment on each show. Because for Santa Barbara, I think we all know what, what it is for, for me, the letter C. If you're a Santa Barbara fan, you know what I'm talking about. Mary? I never watched yep, it, so C- I don't know. Oh, my God. Pam, you need to go on YouTube. I don't know. Okay, Vinny, Pam, you guys need to go on YouTube. Just type Santa Barbara, Mary, Mary Catwell. That, like, just that scene alone, and it had Nancy Lee Gron, and it had John in it. And yep. it is one of the most iconic. I said last because it was really a serious scene. But it was just, again, you know, we talk about originality, just like John was, you know, saying. This probably was the most original way to go out. I said, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I actually took a picture. Like, it's funny. Like, a couple of, it was the anniversary not too long ago. And I actually took a picture with the letter C in honor of that moment because I'm a, I'm a goofball. So, whatever. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. That's why we <laughs> like you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I watched him on Fort Charles. And when he brought up part, Fort Charles, it was kind of stabbing the heart because I loved that show so much. Oh, my God. Fort Charles was. It, it was a moment. Poor Charles was, it was a uh, moment. It was it was a moment. And I made that in a good uh, way, by the way. Yeah, I know. I did did you watch that one, Vinny? Um, I wa I watched some of that. Like my mother was obviously big into general hospital, which is where I got into it, but um yeah. I never watched it religiously back then like I do now. So, I mean, I know about it. I kind of know some of yeah. it. I watched some of the primetime specials, but I never actually yeah. watched it on a on a regular basis. I wish Disney Plus would put it up on there so I could go through and watch them you, all now. You, you, you hear that? You hear that, Disney? You hear that? That's another request. Mm. Oh, I've been pestering them. So. Oh, and if, by the way, if you think that's bad, all I got to say is tomorrow, real quick, on Twitter, I still call it Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. Disney, ABC, you're going to be getting a lot of tweets from a lot of soap fans because tomorrow is considered one of the darkest days of soap soap popper fandom and history because of ABC. Two soaps was canceled that day. Well, the final episode. Oh, that the final day. ones. That's right. It was the final well, Ryan uh, one. Hope. It was Ryan. Yeah, no, it was Ryan's hope. Ryan's and hope. Oh, you're like going that live. far back. And Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know I am. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know I have to. And also One Life to Live. That's right. One Life was January 13th. I I still do not watch ABC during the day except for General Hospital. Since they canceled All My Children and One Life to Live, I have I mean, I like The Chew, so I did watch The Chew. Oh, but, my God, no. Those are fighting words, Vinny. <laughs> well, I, I like watching a lot of stuff on the Food Network, too, so the chew was right up my alley. So, I, you know, yeah. although I didn't like that it replaced soap operas, but there could have been a different place for it. But in fairness, GH did do a crossover with them for a little while with AJ and Tracy. Well, they yeah. had no choice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vin, Vin, we'll the pickle Lila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just it yeah. Was, the pickle Lila and the pickle Eddie. 
yeah, it's just it's just crazy because you know, obviously, if you guys watched General Hospital the last two days, which by the way, I'm just going to say it, kudos to the cast and crew because mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it right now. I've, I I I was told that I can you know that I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it. Those two episodes yesterday and the day before. Mm-hmm might have been the best general hospital of the year. And that's saying a lot because there I, was I, a lot of emotions. It was know, all different different emotions that went was, on those last two days. I I was I like the story I, they told too. Oh, it it was yeah. because that was Bobby. That was yeah. they, again and I and Frank Valentini did an interview earlier that was dropped today. And this is why, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, is General Hospital going to ever do this? And, again, she passed away during the writer's strike, Jackie Zeman. Yeah. yeah. And I remember me saying, I don't, no offense to the, you know, five core writers or anything, but I didn't want them to do, I really wanted the writers to do it justice. The regular writers, yeah. Yeah, the regular yeah. writer, shout out to Kate Hall, to all you guys over there, Elizabeth Court, all you guys, David, hey, what's up? Um, I really, because I felt as though they would understand the heart and the soul of Bobby Spencer. If you guys get what I'm saying here, okay? Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely. I love the fact that they took the time. See, this is what I'm talking about. They took the time. You hear me? Took the time to go into her history and craft it, a story that is for Bobby and for the fans to understand. And I'm going to say it now, when they pulled off that surprise, I mean, obviously everybody has social media, but for those who who don't know what happened, I will say this. I was hoping, I was praying for for this to happen. And the fact that it happened in, in a different type of way, I still cried my eyes out. I still think I was bawling when Felicia figured it out and when Nancy figured it out, I was done for. I was like, okay, we got flashbacks. I'm like, like, okay, and you know, okay, real quick to the fans out there who, who said a lot. I wish, yes, I wish there was a Luke Spencer flashback. I do. Yeah. I do wish that they could either got Jonathan or Jacob Young to come back as Lucky. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I wish that they would wake up Lulu. However, yep. however, this again, to me, and yes, I will say it, I wish they would have Brad on there, Brad Miller, as Tony. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I get it. But that's just 15% of, again, to me, everything else was perfect, and for me to you say know what? that, I, I think I think that yes, those people were extremely important in Bobby's life. But that story about BJ, to me, oh. was the most important. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because it I mean, still the fact that the, the people that are in Port Charles today, and 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 not only that, mm-hmm. but I again. I like how everybody's stories, you know, connected because, again, Elizabeth. And I know, and this is why I said, you know, 
when you do when you do episodes like this, you have to address newer audience who doesn't know the character like we do, but also please those who do know the character who has been there right. from a certain time in the timeline of Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Like some people yeah. remember That's day not one. Easy. Right. Some people remember day one. Some people remember her, Scotty and Laura. You know, some people yeah. remember Lucy. And, and so it's a different time, but you had to. But you're right. That BJ storyline, which, by the way, is number five of the TV's 100 greatest moments. Yeah. That storyline to this day, like, not Barbara Jean. Not Barbara Jean. That, and wait a minute. Shout out to Christina Wagner. Shout out to Christina Wagner because I'm saying it now. Can we get a supporting actress nomination for her? Can we give her something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, cool. Oh my gosh, and that. Oh, you just. Oh my god, all the feels. I know. That's what I'm saying. We were just immersed in feelings of all kinds. And then the final uh, part of of yesterday's episode. The final part. I saw a lot of people saying something, but to me... Oh, you mean camp? The, the, the sign? So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never was... thought that that name would ever, ever change. But if it was going to change for somebody, Bobby was that person. Right. Absolutely. Because, I mean, if, if you know the history about Kelly's, you know, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just to me, it was... It was beautiful. I loved it. Oh my god, I'm I'm not crying. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. cry. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Well, we'll be back on what day is that? The twenty second? What day? I'm so off now because today's Friday. Yeah, Monday the twenty second for our regular soap show at seven Eastern time. I don't know if I'll have a guest or not. We'll see how things work out. And. Um, Hopefully all you guys will be there. <laughs> I'll be there. We should. All right. Cool. cool. As long as the I'll weather holds out. I'll be there. Oh, okay. All right. Just think of my I'll here. be there for um, you. <laughs> 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 and you know what else? Did, did any of you ever watch that movie, That Thing You Do? Yes. Doing no, that thing. No. Every time okay, you that's like one day. of my all-time favorite movies, okay? And when the main character, Jonathan Sack, goes, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit. Right? Do you remember that part? That's kind yeah. of what, when, when John was telling his story about working in the, he was a bartender, and then he got that part, and he's like, so you have to quit. And I, that just, that line went through my head. I quit, I quit, I quit. And nobody could hear me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he watched it. Maybe he watched that movie and he would know what I was talking about. But that's all I could hear in my head. That was so funny. But anyway, that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Thanks again (laughs) to John Lindstrom. We love you. We're here for you. And we'll talk to you again. And good night for our listeners. Stay Have a good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. Seconds. It's fun. Have a good weekend. Hi.
Bye. Bye-bye.